Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source. For daily blues content, I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we got a fun one for you today. We're going to recap the Blues' uh, crushing loss to the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday. Uh, we're going to talk about the rest of the season. We got the Avalanche coming up and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, That'll be fun. Th- yeah, that should be a grand old time. Uh, it feels like the Blues aren't, aren't as in control of their fate as they were before, so that's a little bit problematic. We're going to talk about Bob Plager, what he means to the organization with the procession happening yesterday. I was there. It was very solemn. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Let's go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. So let's start with the procession yesterday. Bob Plager's funeral happened. It was a private event, closed off to everyone. From what I understand on the inside, the players were in attendance. They were in their own section, uh, obviously because of COVID protocols and everything that the league's trying to do to minimize contractions with any kind of possibility of them getting it. Um, So they had their own section, and then obviously friends, family, uh, blues legends, Bernie Federko, all of those guys were in attendance and I was on like the end of Market Street right outside Stifle Theater. Saw a lot of people I know uh, and everyone was just like, hey, like, it's nice to see you again. Wish it was under better circumstances because obviously the Blues lost. Basically, Mr. Blue, like, it's like the Blues version of Stan Usual. Like, I mean, talk about Bob Plager's impact on this organization. He was everything that Blues hockey embodied. Anyone you talk to, like there was jerseys Bob Plager signed lined up and down the street and all of them had this little patented smiley face on his signature because he was always just the happiest dude and I, it's just weird to think that he's gone and that, that kind of figure won't be there in, in the suites, in the, in the booths and around the stadium anymore. So huge loss for the Blues. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it just, I constantly find myself looking back to the whole Stanley Cup run and his involvement in that and, and the parade and not just the parade, like the, the night they won, like all the video clips of him in the locker room and on the ice, just crying and smiling ear to ear. And then the parade, it, it's just, yeah, it, it's, it, he's one of those, one of those people who, who, whose presence is, is, is like otherworldly, you know, it's hard to explain, but, but when he's around, like it, it just, you could tell the, the mood of, of the team, of the fans, it's instantly uplifted just, just because he is in that spot, you know, just because he's there um, just with his big personality, livening up the mood. So definitely a huge impact. And I think even though that he has unfortunately passed, I think his impact will remain in St. Louis for years and years and years to come. And I was doing a good, a pretty good job of keeping it together. Uh, and then uh, someone someone put like the like on their phone, and I was like, God, like it just takes you back to like old time like blues hockey and like uh, like everything about the culture back then and what he meant to it, and like seeing people like bring their sticks and like as the procession came by, uh, do the stick tap that I posted, and I think the majority of the procession like when they saw that they all like stuck their heads out the window and like waved or like said thank you or like took their phones out and recorded it or like broke down and started crying again so you can really like it's that kind of impact that like it's not even something that was like necessary for the fans to do is like go above and beyond like that and like show such regard for a guy 
uh, that showed such regard for this community and this organization. But he is a guy that makes you want to do that, you know, and it's like go above and beyond and like and send him off the right way. And I think Blues fans uh, absolutely did that. I think you hit the nail on the head perfectly. I, I obviously I wasn't there, so I can't sum it up into words. But just like I said, the impact that that he has on this organization and and what he means to the fans and you know being able to create that sense of community that we always talk about in hockey just bringing people together and celebrating something anything you know in this case it was his life but it it, it really is special um the sport as a whole but especially his impact just the way that he's able to bring people together and like you said just one one little song on a phone can bring out such strong reactions from people and it's it's irreplaceable. I think he's one of the, like one of the guys when you think of old time hockey, especially for the St. Louis Blues. You definitely think of Bob Plager. So rest in peace, big guy. We love you. Mm-hmm. But another thing you think of when you think of old time hockey is bag skates, and the Blues had one of those today at practice, and they also had the lines in an absolute blender. Uh, so the lines at practice today, as reported by Luke Korak, uh, the NHL.com reporter for the St. Louis Blues, uh, he tweeted out it was Blay O'Reilly Perron. On the first line, Hoffman, Shen, Kairu on the second line, Schwartz, Bozak, Tarasenko on the third line, Clifford, Barbashev, Sanford on the fourth line. Josh, I don't know about you, but I've been talking about it on the last couple of episodes or so, but I think Sammy Blay getting hot right now is perfect for this team because, like we talked about, he's a playoff warrior. He's that kind of guy that can give you a skill game, he can give you a physical game, or he can bring both at the same time. And we saw it on Saturday uh, when he shot one time on net and he scored, shooting 100% from the field, pull-up shoot Jason Tatum. I think the dude is just playing out of his mind right now, so rewarding him with the ice time that goes that coincides with that, putting him on the first line with a guy like O'Reilly and a guy like Perron. Uh, that should really dive into that. I, I don't that that hot streak that he's been on lately, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it on my solo episode on Friday, I believe. I, I basically said, you know, for these next few weeks, we know what we're going to get out of Ryan O'Reilly. We know what we're going to get out of David Perron. We know what we're going to get out of Jordan Bennington. You know, maybe they'll vary from game to game a little bit, but at the end of the day, those guys are going to play at their elite levels, and it's really going to come down to some of the guys that have been not inconsistent, but but have been a little bit more streaky this season. You know, guys like Sammy Blay, guys like Jordan Cairo, who when they've been hot and when they've been playing at their best have been huge impact players for this team. And it's going to come down to can enough of those players sort of push the needle in the right direction for the Blues to help those Ryan O'Reilly's and David Perron's that are going to give 110% every single night and put up a point a game, point every other game, whatever. But then you need the Sammy Blaze and the even Mike Hoffman is a good example. Um, and I think we're definitely seeing that out of Sammy Blaze. He's playing like he's getting geared up for the playoffs. He's playing like that physicality, like that impact that we saw out of him um, in the cup run season when he was just an absolute menace out there. We're seeing, I think we're seeing a bit of that again. And I hope that it, it sort of, that, that energy um, rubs off on the rest of the team as well. Um, because they could use it based on Saturday night. I think if every single player on the Blues played with the tenacity and effort of Sammy Blay, they'd go undefeated the rest of the season. But obviously that's easier said than done. Sammy Blay definitely wants to go out and get another ring. If you want to go out and get another ring, you got to go to BlueNile.com because this episode is brought to you by 1010. It's a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 
is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy into her life. So using only diamond rings responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bright to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Colorado Avalanche, Minnesota Wild, uh, and this Blues team and why they're struggling, and uh, like Josh was talking about before the break, um, what players are doing well, what players aren't doing well. Don't go anywhere. All right, Josh, so we got two games coming up against the Colorado Avalanche and then a four-piece chicken nugget (laughs) against the Minnesota Wild. Get me hungry. Uh, Honestly, I am not excited about this Avalanche series. I know we've played them well all season long. Uh, we've lost the last three games only by one goal, I think, in each and every one. Um, so it's going to be a good test for this Blues team. And obviously, like we said, the bag skate at practice today hopefully screws their heads back on because I, the intensity, like you were talking about, was just not there with Arizona. Especially when you go up on, dude, going up two goals on Arizona and then sitting back and letting them come uh, letting them come all the way back like they did in such a big game with playoff implications. Obviously this whole season we've drawn a lot of comparisons to the 2019, but I think that is the biggest difference between this team and the 2019 team. Sitting on leads and just letting teams get back into the game instead of like keeping the pressure on or even like I mean, I know a lot of people were up in arms about the officiating on Saturday and I get it cuz a lot of those calls were abysmal. But at the same time, in the playoffs, whether it was the hand pass, whether it was uh, against Boston when they were calling penalties left and right or not calling a penalty on Tory Krug for blasting Robert Thomas into the stratosphere and hurting him for the next couple of games. Like, whatever it may be, this team always just bounced back through every adversity, and it feels like they did a complete 180 this season. And anything, anytime anything doesn't go their way, it's just all downhill, and then they can't pick up the pieces, and next thing you know, it's a 4-2 to two loss or whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, we talked about mental toughness, I think, a few weeks ago when we were trying to diagnose this team, and we said that we talked about how this team could be doing everything right, could be looking like world beaters, and then one little turnover or one little failed clear ends up in the back of their net and the rest of the game just they look dejected when taken out of their sails and I think we saw that again against Arizona I think mental toughness was lacking tremendously in that game you know you look at the first period the Blues looked like they wanted it more they looked like they were the team to beat you know when it comes to that third playoff spot because you got three teams fighting for it at the moment you got Arizona in first St. Louis a point behind them and San Jose four points behind St. Louis so regardless of how these teams are playing over these next eight, 10 games of the regular season, it's going to be a three team race for that spot. And 
in a game that essentially kind of starts the the tail end of the season playing against the team that's right there behind you in the playoff spot and and showing up and not only do you lose you blow a two nothing lead like it's it's so frustrating to see the blues have such a strong week even even that loss against Colorado was somewhat encouraging and then to go out and lay an absolute egg in the biggest game of the season I've tried, you know, I've given this this team so many second chances. Like, oh, if they just show up tonight, if they just do this, they can get right the ship and make the playoffs. But right now, ten games left in the season ish. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not convinced. I'm unless not they convinced show me something either. against Colorado in these next. I think they have two games against Colorado coming up. Yep. Unless they show me something in those two games and you know whoop up on Minnesota, I'm not convinced at all. And that's the thing that's most frustrating, I think, for us is, like you said, like we've given this team so many chances. And every time it seems like we're down in dumps and we're like, oh, okay, well, like, at least we know now, like, seven game losing streak or whatever it may be, like, this team doesn't have a chance. Like, they're out of it. We'll be fine. Like, at least we can come to terms with that. But then to go turn it around and win the games that they did against Vegas uh, and play the way that they did against Colorado. Yeah. And yeah. And against Minnesota, too, like, all top tier teams in this division, I'm like, God damn it, they drew me back in. And now it's like the effort against Arizona, it's like we're in limbo again. So it's like either you're at the top and you think this team's a playoff team, or you're at the bottom and you think this team has no chance of even making the playoffs, or you're in the middle. And I'd rather, I'd rather honestly be on either side and be like, okay, at least I know. Because I feel like Detroit right now is probably like, you know what, like, we're not good, but we might get a good draft pick and like, that's okay and like we'll rebuild and all that stuff but they don't have to deal with the constant like flip-flop of their team because they know that they're just out of it and us it's like we're sitting on pins and needles every time we watch a game because we don't know whether the team's gonna show up that looks like they have no place being on the same ice as the Vegas Golden Knights or a team's gonna come out and be world beaters against Colorado and lose by one goal and be like okay well what the hell was that so it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Or whatever exactly. Hyde. Like there's like something to be said. Seems. Yeah. There's something to be said for consistency. And this team is just all over the place and it blows my mind uh, and infuriates me. But I love them to death. And hopefully we do make the playoffs and hopefully we make some noise in the playoffs because otherwise people are going to be pissed. We're not going to have a whole lot to talk about on this podcast for a, for a couple months if we're just watching other teams go well, on you and talk about the expansion the draft. Oh, God. God, don't even get me. Don't even get me started. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be hell. I don't know. But, hey, you still got 10 games left at this point. Like, Tommy, like you said earlier, the they don't really have their destiny in their hands. So just got to play the best hockey they can and, and hope that the cards fall into their favor. Because at this point, even if they go, I don't know, actually, I guess if they went undefeated, they'd probably make the playoffs. But, you know. There's, there's there's not a whole lot that they can do to guarantee a playoff spot at this point. They just got to go out there, treat every single game like a playoff game, hopefully win more than they lose, and hopefully find themselves in that fourth spot at the end of the, the, end of the regular season. And then, hey, good luck against Colorado. I think it's going to be really telling to see their effort levels against Minnesota because obviously, like you were saying, like even if they win every single game, like it, it doesn't really like perfectly secure their spot in the playoffs even though obviously your chances go way up if that happens but I think beating Minnesota every game you have up against them is very important in terms of a statement and in terms of like playoff rankings and all that stuff because you don't have any games left against Arizona you can't do anything there Uh, but Minnesota is probably the closest team that you could pull down a little bit to bring the race closer 
Uh, so I think those games will be very important. So if they come out and lay an egg in one of those, I mean, that's pretty telling right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a broken record, but huge statement games coming up for the Blues. Chance to prove themselves again. But luckily, fortunately enough, they've been able to just sort of hang on in the right spot to give themselves a little bit of time to figure it out before the end of the season. I think they I'm, have it. I'm in not them. convinced. I, I like I said, I'm not them. convinced. I think they have it in them, but I'm not convinced. I think they have a lot to prove, but one company that doesn't have a lot to prove is Ooh. Built Bar because Built Bar has been the best tasting protein bar for a long, long time. They've been doing it. I mean, you hear about it, us talk about it on the podcast all of the time, but the improved Built Bar is even deliciouser because they have six new amazing flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, along with the 12 original flavors. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. And the peanut butter bar, Josh, I know you love it, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you can use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, Josh, you got your little Built Bar in your hand. You're scouring the internet. You know, yes, you're sir. like, you know what? I want to throw the money on the Blues against Colorado because you'd probably get a fat return there. I think the odds would heavily outweigh the Colorado Avalanche in that game. So if you're going to do that, the only place you got to go to is Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the draft's coming up. You can bet on the mock drafts. Maybe he's going to go over number one overall, see what goes on there. Uh, but the NHL is in full swing as well, and so is the MLB. Bet Online even covers awards TV shows and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your best, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code locked on, like we said, for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Josh, we talked a little bit in passing about the expansion draft, and that got me thinking because so Jaden Schwartz moved down to the third line today. Obviously, not in good faith uh, with Craig Berube right now, hasn't played the best season. I think he's sitting, he's like 16 points or something ridiculous. Just not great from a guy who's supposed to be one of your top scorers, getting paid like a top scorer. Uh, Craig Bruby talk, talked about that in the press conference after the game, I believe. Uh, and Vladimir Tarasenko's down there on the third line with him too. So I don't know if that's writing on the wall for what could potentially happen this offseason. But that almost makes you think, like, how many players on this team are untouchable? with the expansion draft coming up because I never thought they would move on from a guy like Jaden Schwartz and seeing him on the third line at practice today makes me kind of like question myself. Yeah. I mean, you ask who's untouchable. I think there are two different answers. I think the answer is, well, for the expansion draft, you have to protect some players. So we're going to find out who's untouchable in that sense come the expansion draft. But if you're talking from a trade standpoint, I don't know, man. Ryan O'Reilly. That's got to be it. it. But he's, I mean, he's your captain, too. 
Obviously, Doug Armstrong has no problem getting rid of captains. So, I, I mean, if the return's there, I have no idea what he would do. Obviously, I mean, obviously that there are, there are guys on this team that are never going to get traded. But are there is there anyone on this team that you immediately hang up the phone on? Like like anyone that someone says, "Hey, I'm looking in I'm looking into Vladimir Tarasenko." Did you got to answer that call? Do you, you listen? have to answer that call. Yeah. I I mean maybe maybe like Robert Thomas, maybe Jordan Cairo, maybe yeah. someone young that they have a lot of faith in, maybe the phone gets hung up right away, but I don't know, man. With the that's showing actually, this season, that's actually but, another good question. Is Robert Thomas more untouchable than like David Perron? Because David, because David Perron's giving you everything your team needs. Right? I mean, in terms of work ethic, in terms of board play, in terms of scoring, like he is your guy right now. And he's like older, and you would expect him to take like a dip in his career, but like it's it's nowhere close right now. He's playing fantastic hockey, even if the team's not. Yeah. Uh, but and then you've got a guy like Robert Thomas who's like the potential is just sky high. And Jordan Kyrie, really. Expansion draft aside, I think that the value of a lot of players has been drastically altered this season, at least in my mind. Yeah. Um granted I have said in the past I think this season is an outlier and I do think a lot of guys that are underperforming are gonna revert back to the norm next season. But that being said, the the Blues used to be kind of a young team, you know. A couple of years ago, we would say, "Oh man, look at how look at how young these guys are," and they're not reaching like you know Bruins territories quite yet, or you know Blackhawks post dynasty. But getting up there, a lot of these guys are getting up there, uh, reaching around thirty years old. So uh, I'm not saying you know get rid of them, but the time for them to continue to improve is is, is gone. That you know that you see, what we see is what we get, and what we've seen this season is pretty disappointing from most players on the roster. I think one of the biggest things for me too, and we talked about in the off season too with his surgery and everything is Vladimir Tarasenko. And like, can he be that next level player that we know he's capable of being after everything that he's gone through and like coming back in the rehab and everything. And I, I don't, I still think it's there, but it's not there right now. And that could very well be due to the fact that this team is just struggling and like morale is low and confidence is low and like all of those things. But like if you're getting paid $7.5 million to play hockey, you've got to be one of the guys that is like spearheading the morale and like picking other players up and making them better. And I'm sure Vladdy does that. But at the same time, like that's not an excuse for his lack of production, you know? Because that shouldn't be an excuse for him because he is one of the leaders on this team in terms of salary and in terms of he has an A on his on his sweater. So, I, man. Yeah, I mean, we don't, I, know what's I, going, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but. Right, exactly. But it's disappointing. That, that being said, like, uh, seeing him on third line is disappointing because that means, like, Craig Bruby's opinion of him is he's a third line player uh, right now, which is not great. Um, and if that kind of continues and that way of thinking is mirrored by Doug Armstrong, I don't think he's going to get, I don't think they'll move on from him in 2023 when he's an undrafted free agent, because I think he'll get traded before then. That's my hot take of the day. Damn. I mean, bold take to bring up past the 20 minute mark of the episode, but, uh, I'll leave we're you gonna, with that yeah, little tidbit. One of, yeah. one of many tough conversations we're going to have to have whenever this blue season wraps up, regardless of whether they win a cup or miss the playoffs. You know, the contract situations on a couple of big players are 
are reaching the end and also the expansion draft coming up and also like you said the potential for this season to be a massive disappointment i think that would be two years in a row of very disappointing seasons following a stanley cup championship so gonna have some fun conversations on this podcast in the coming weeks months etc yep always a fun time with you josh and always fun oh, always a fun time. time with you guys so thank you so much for listening to the locked on blues podcast part of the locked on live network Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at 12 or 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Locker Room at Josh Hyman NHL. Like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.